Mary Shelley, Francis Burney, Mariah Edgeworth. To us, they're the almost untouchable authors of classic literature, but to their contemporaries, well, that's another matter altogether. This is Lit Slashing, a weekly podcast bringing you history's most notorious, bad, backhanded, and brutal reviews of literary classics. I'm Dr. Courtney Floyd. And I'm Dr. Eleanor Dumbbell. And this week we're going to be looking at reviews of Frances Milton Trollope. She was an English author and writer of travel fiction, and is best known as the author of Domestic Manners of the Americans. If you want to learn more about Frances Milton Trollope, listen to episodes 7 and 8 of Victorian Scribblers. So I do indeed have a review of Domestic Manners of the Americans today. This is from the American Quarterly Review in 1832. And it gets off to a great start. It says, It is not our purpose to review this book with any desire to expose or correct a single misrepresentation. We have no wish, and certainly see no particular necessity, to set Mrs. Trollope right in any of her misstatements. Her mistakes are numerous, but rather, we are disposed to think, the fault of her education, which appears to have been somewhat French and flippant, and by no means calculated for a comprehensive survey of her kind or kin, and not the result of any inclination on the part of the lady. She is particularly careful, indeed, at frequent intervals of her book, to induce us to attribute her errors, though she does not believe that she has made any, to the simple and single defect of vision, mental or physical, and is assiduously urgent in discarding from her speech, in the hearing of her auditors at least, all of those prejudices and preferences, either of birth or education, which she appears to be conscious have sometimes the effect of giving colour to all objects of human speculation, whether abroad or at home. With these reservations clearly made, and as clearly recognised and understood, we will venture to look into the volume, which, if it has not to employ the language of the writer in reference to the reception among us of Basil Hall's book on the same subject, been productive of a moral earthquake, has nevertheless, to the infinite amusement of the well-informed in our country, occasioned some annoyance to many of that thin-skinned gentry, the journalists. She appears evidently to have been a very inquisitive body, and her book is much swollen by a petty and peevish complaining of repelling corners here and uncourteous indifference there, in cases where, without undergoing the usual and in America the necessary forms of introduction, she has instituted a rigorous inquiry into concerns and customs commonly held private and domestic. The notes on slavery are full of errors and scarcely deserve a mention. The details are many of them false. The lady knows nothing of the subject as it obtains and is regulated in the United States, and her speculations upon it are only the commonplace of the philanthropists, such as we have been accustomed to hear in all ages. But that the topic is an irksome and ungracious one in many sections of our country, we should be pleased to give it a place, were it only to afford our readers a fair specimen of the numerous and gross absurdities into which a superficial and flippant writer is so likely to fall, in the discussion of institutions which lie so far below the surface as ours, which may not be seen, and can only be judged of and known by those who feel them. The adroit manner in which the lady, while stating what seems to be good or praiseworthy in our country or its institutions, contrives to mingle with it some alloy or make the whole tell against us, is worthy of attention. While we would not always consider her obnoxious to the charge of the suggestio falsi, that of the suppressio veri may not be so readily passed with impunity. An offence attributable not so much, we should say, in charity to the desire of misrepresentation as to an unqualified ignorance of the subject. 
This deficiency seems to bring no misgivings to her mind. Indeed, the desperate desire to prate on all topics so peculiar to her has not suffered her to perceive or regard it, and will scarcely permit her American reader to set down to the right score or justify her on any. The following passages should surely bring us large accessions of emigrants, since the evils of a country, as detailed in the text, are those not of its resources or its institutions, but rather of the simple or stick-neft people who cannot comprehend and do not know how to appreciate its advantages. And I also have kind of a response to the other reviews of this work. This is from the Philadelphia Album and Ladies Literary Portfolio for 1832, and it is entitled Mrs. Trollope's Book. The American edition of Domestic Manners of the Americans by Mrs. Trollope, complete in one volume, has just been received in this city, as issued from the press of the Harpers. It is for sale by Mrs. Menson and by most of the Philadelphia booksellers. The book is highly interesting and by no means uninstructive. Many of its pictures are caricatures, some of them, however, are given in bold colours and are true to the life. No correct and unprejudiced view of this publication has yet been spread before the American people. The few bigoted and ultra-notices of it that we have seen in the newspapers are for the most part unfair, and far more illiberal in their spirit than Mrs Trollope's book itself. The only proper notice we have seen of the publication was made by a correspondent of the commercial advertisers, a part of whose article we quote. One cannot but regret that our sensitiveness to the opinion of foreigners should have become so excessive that what is but fair and in truth wholesome criticism should affect us almost in the same degree as the grossest falsehood and injustice. This feeling, however, much to be lamented, is a natural one, and easily accounted for. It is a morbid sensibility which has been generated by the aspersions of English tourists, the more deliberate and wanton slanderers of English reviewers, the grasping, exclusive, encroaching and intermeddling policy of the British statesmen, and the intolerable rudeness and conceit of some of those ignorant and ill-bred people who come here to turn a penny and go home. So I thought it was interesting to kind of contrast a review that was really going on about how how much she sucks essentially and how rude it is of her to write about how slavery is bad and another one that's like yeah people really got in their feelings about this book mm-hmm. yeah that's I don't, so like the thing that stood out to me about the first one besides the sort of just like reactionariness of it it seemed like what they were saying was that she was poorly educated and trying her best to be unbiased like yeah and that that was bad somehow <laughs> so there are a few others that i've read and they're just they're just really defensive like the second review says there's another one where she talks about the um in domestic manners she talks about how in cincinnati their version of taking the garbage out is you throw it into the middle of the street and pigs come and eat it <laughs> and <laughs> she is understandably i think quite confused by this when she first sees it and then this review takes up that and goes yeah well manchester's full of illness and disease isn't it so you can't really talk about cincinnati and it's like first of all she's from bristol so manchester is a bit irrelevant and also she very much does also write about how conditions in manchester aren't great in michael armstrong so i think the yeah the the general tone of reviews of domestic manners of americans mm. other than the second one I read, are just super defensive. I'm, yeah, I like that you included that second one just to give some perspective. I was really heartened to see that, that someone was sticking up for her. Yeah. Shout out to the Philadelphia ladies. Speaking of reviews of reviews, 
if you like what you're hearing, you can leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at litslashingpod and on our website at litslashing.card.co. That's card with two R's. Thank you for listening. Thin-skinned gentry, the journalists. <laughs>